you have gifts and talents and magic and you're actually doing the world a disservice if you are not sharing those with the world one means or another welcome to the winners find a way show i'm your host Trent Clark, CEO of Leadership at East, Serial Entrepreneur, and this is part two of episode 17 with Kathy McKinnon, Women of Grit. You will want to hear how Kathy overcame cancer, overcame child infertility, overcame job loss, overcame divorce to become a fabulous transformational coach. I love her quotes. It's about finding a way, not in the way. I love another quote. We are not meant to flip a switch and magically climb a mountain. We are humans. And so if we take it in small bites, small goals, small steps, one step at a time, one small victory at a time will get us there. And Kathy has a great outlook on mindsetting for her. And you will not want to miss how she overcame all those things and became the coach that she is and best-selling author. Join us for this second half of a fabulous episode. It's funny how calling it out as a child kind of can fulfill a a destiny. It did for me, I'll tell you that, like uh, deeply. And uh, I love that for me, coaching is teaching. I have a teaching Mm -hmm. certificate and people go, oh, you've never really taught in the schools. And I did that very little. And I was like, this is so not for me, (laughs) right? And um, so I, uh, but I've coached just forever. And I mean, for me, it's, it's using all those, those teaching skills that Mm -hmm. I learned. And, and I I don't think I would be half the coach if I didn't have that experience going through education and diving in some challenging things in that. So I think that was really important. So I love the quote from Chris McChesney, Sean McCovey in their book, The Four Disciplines of Execution, which is winners, when shown data that they are losing, find a way to win. Mm -hmm. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about in your background, a time that, you know, now you're an adult and and you have the trifecta. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, if you'd like to talk about another area for this part, go ahead. But if you want to dive into the trifecta, that's too, that's good too. You tell me which okay. way you want to go. Allow you to overcome and how you went through it. Talk us about through the journey about what set you back, where your mindset at was, and, and through your five, where were you at on your health, career? You know, like let's talk through that a little bit. And, and then what kind of brought you back? What got you in the right direction? So there was there was this moment um, when I was in the midst of my my infertility journey that I was about two and a half years into my infertility journey when the doctors informed me that I had cancer. So that you talk about you know blows to the gut. Not only of this baby that I was on a mission to have, now you're telling me I have cancer, and it was just like a complete kick to the gut. And it's about seventy two hours to like wrap my head around what did they just say? They did not just that, right? Like I was this denial of now, like what? At that moment, when I went back to the doctor's office to talk about a treatment plan, I literally just said to him, I'm not done. I had no idea the treatment plan. I had no idea what it meant, especially for long-term health, but I'm not done. I'm not done living. I'm not done exploring and I'm not done fighting for my mission to have my baby and be a mother. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I was like, you need to do whatever you need to do. Cause I'm not done. So when, when this is told now, I want to, I want to, you know, shore this up here. When, yeah. when you're told you're on a mission for two and a half years on one thing, the entire focus pivots to 
preserve, right? Preserve life first, because obviously we're, we're, we're now calculating, Hey, if I'm not alive, no baby. Right. Like, so it's a a pretty much prioritization, prioritization becomes a pretty quick order. Right. But does that mean, does that mean, are they telling you like, Hey, all fertilization treatments, everything are on a back burner now, or what does that mean? Yeah. Complete halt. Stop. Complete. Okay. And they said you, we have to completely come to a stop until you get through your cancer treatments. Okay. All right. We'll do what we need to do. Right. And then I went to my uh, doctor that was treating my cancer and he said, well, okay, we're going to do surgery. Okay, great. All right. And then we're done. Right there. No, we need to have radiation. Okay. What does that mean? Oh, that means the, the fertility treatments, you have to wait for a year, 12 months for all the radiation to clear your body before mm-hmm. you come back and resume that. Yeah. What? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every reproductive cell will be killed in your body for this 12 months. Yes. And you need to wait 12 months for your body to, to clear all that out before mm. you consider starting that again for your health and the health of the baby. Like you want me to just put that on the back burner for a year. Whoa. Like how do we process that? Right. Yeah. And then I got my cancer diagnosis. Um, literally the three weeks between my cancer diagnosis and my surgery, while I'm dealing with these two blows of, Oh, by the way, put the, the, the baby mission on the back burner and Oh, you have cancer. Mm. Gary Seward. Three weeks between cancer diagnosis and surgery, I was told my position at my job was being eliminated. Man, so, so, you, so, so, I, I see you. Like, so, so, I picture you, right? I just picture you down, and, and you don't know whether you to hold your gut or or grab your head, right? Because you're injured in both places, right? And then, yeah, absolutely. And then, and, and then someone comes up and kicks you in the spine, and you're like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, wait a minute. I, I know I don't have three hands to to grab something here. So you are just down, 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 down. So what's next? What happens next in this moment? This was really testing of my mindset, right? Mm. I, at the time, you know, we're young and we can, we can weather anything and we're super young and and all that good stuff. But how do we weather this? Because this is the unknown. This is, this is bigger than I need to go to the gym and train, run some more miles to train. Right, right. How do we go through this? And it was, honestly, I, at that point, I could only take it day by day. Yes. And I had to give myself grace to say, we are not looking past the next 24 hours. We are going to keep our head above water for 24 hours Mm. and go to the next 24 hours and get past that. And really it was about, where do we give strength and where do we give grace? Because obviously I needed to give my body rest to recover and recoup, but I also needed strength to keep pushing on and figure out, okay, I need to provide, I have a mortgage payment to pay. Um, how are we going to do that now without a job? And so finding this balance of strength and grace, doing the things I could do with the strength that I had, and then allowing myself grace to say, I need to rest now to recover my body. And the magic in that mix, while absolutely imperfect, I'm by no means perfect, but yeah. the magic in that mix was I took the time to do the job hunting, the, the applications when I had the strength. And what happened was literally a week after my surgery, I received a call from a, a very reputable corporation for an interview, a, a company that at the time 
you couldn't get in the door because there were so many people clamoring. Yeah. And so how do I say no to that interview? Because I'm not supposed to be driving yet. I'm not supposed to be, I'm supposed to be in bed recovering, mm-hmm. but you can't say no to that opportunity. Yeah. Right. Right. And so you have to pull it together. And it was literally me pulling it together because at the time I, I couldn't turn my neck. Right. Because I had surgery straight across my neck and mm-hmm. I had big incision still. And I'm like, well, I can't go to the interview. Like, you know, looking mm-hmm. and like, I just had my throat slit. And so it was, you know, I put on a scarf that looked like a fashion statement. Turtleneck in July. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Turtleneck in July. Well, hey, we're, we're, you know, went to the interview. It's sleeveless. It's fine. Okay. We're going to, you know, we're going to be in a sauna for an hour while we're in. And then it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Right. And that's exactly what it was. You know, I went through the interview. I have no idea how I made it through. And basically got back in my car and was like collapsed. Like, mm. oh, now I need to go home and sleep because yeah. I can barely move. Right. Yeah. But it's finding the strength in the moment, but then also allowing yourself because we are human to, to rest when you need to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was that interview that ended up giving me into this corporation where I had the most amazing experiences and growth and opportunities that I never would have fathomed, you know, in small suburban Chicago, mm-hmm. seeing the world, traveling the world, having these opportunities. And so allowing yourself to pull from that inner strength, or as I call it, the inner warrior, right? In those moments, you have to do it and it will open doors and opportunities that you never could have fathomed. That is unbelievable right like this is all going on and i think i think there's so much power in when we talk about how do you come back how how do winners find a way and you know we joke but everyone goes hey how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time right like yeah. well how do you come back i love this one day at a time that's how you come back right Absolutely. And, and we talk about this all the time when you know you're looking at um you know, some, some game and, and you're down nine runs or, or, you know, you're looking at the, the numbers are, <laughs> you are, you are losing, right? Like, Hey, listen, you, you can't hit a nine run home run. You got to do it one at a time. Let's just, let's just get somebody on base. Let's just do the one thing that we can do right now in the moment. How has this affected your ability to coach someone up to be present? To be in the yes. moment. Because someone who says, I will never look past the next 24 hours. To me, you've been given a gift that so many people don't have. Don't. Absolutely. Because so many get overwhelmed by mm-hmm. the picture. Like, I have no idea how I'm going to get to the top of that mountain. Yep. Yeah. And that can get overwhelming. And then they just shut down. Yep. Right? Because they're like, that seems impossible. And I have no idea how I'm going to do it. But mm. it's one step at a time. Or like you say, one play at a time it becomes much more manageable. Yes. All bites. We, we are not meant to flip a switch and magically climb a mountain, right? We are humans. And so if we take it in small bites, small goals, small steps, one step at a time, one small victory at a time. It's amazing what you can accomplish. And so many mm. people get caught up and I'm only going to celebrate when I get to the top of the mountain. No. You celebrate every small milestone and victory along the way, because that's going to make that top of the mountain so much more victorious. 
And people yeah. get caught up in that, like, ah, oh, well, you know, I still haven't hit the big goal. Mm. And, and you know what? You're not there, but you're 50% there. Yeah. Huge because most people don't even get 50% there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so good. I was with my, two of my youngest kids, my, my nine and he's almost 10. And, and then uh, my 14 year old and we climbed Camelback mountain a couple of months ago. And uh, yeah, there's a couple of cool posts out me on the top of the mountain. <laughs> so, but I just, I, I made them stop about mm-hmm. every quarter and say, take a look take a look like you know you remember when we were down in that parking lot that you can barely see you're only halfway up the mountain but you're thinking like whoa we have gone a long way that's right that's right we've accomplished some things not without sweat and not without water (laughs) but like you know like you've done something already like if you make it you make it but just hey we go about our business we go do our thing and good things are happening look at progress stop and review your progress, like celebrate those little victories. So important. It is so important. And that's why I tell my clients, whether it's a written journal, whether it's photographs, what, however you remember it, but you have to take pictures or, or document the journey because there will be days where you're discouraged and you're like, I'm not making progress. I'm not there yet. Right. But if you look back and go, but look at how far I've come. Mm. Yeah. I think and- that, that I've always been this carrot person right? Like I, I need that carrot, right? And, and I can do it in like one day. And, but, but uh, when I, you know, as a, as a Spartan racer, you'll appreciate it. when I was doing triathlons, it was, the training was tough and I'd lay out my like kind of 28 day plan and, you know, I'm eating all the right things because you need the energy. And, and then I always had a day off where I kind of timed this out and my night and my day before the day off was like, I've now completed my 28 days of training and we're going to like this great rib house for like the worst mm. food, right? It's like 90% fat, right? Like ribs are not great it's for you. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good though, right? It's like, <laughs> so I was like, oh man, I, I am so doing this, right? And so at that point, I was like, I could, I could think nothing of, but but my daily focus was in that day, just looking forward to something like that. But I could keep my 24-hour focus knowing like I get a reward and that works for me. It always worked. Yeah. And absolutely, you have to. I mean, if you focus, if your only focus was finishing the race, it would be a struggle to get through every day of training. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You'd be dragging yourself through every day of training. It wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't be enjoyable because it's not the the race, right? Let's talk about two more knockdowns. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, while sure. I got you here, you let's talk about two I, I more. Call it, well, I call it the the tuck and roll, right? We just keep going. <laughs> well, well, first of all, let's talk about, there's one more knockdown with a divorce, but there's also joy. You, you do complete your mission, right? You do have a son that we've talked about. You know, you yeah. did reach your goal and, and you persevered through cancer, through a job loss. And, and you did have this child. Talk to us about both those things. Yeah. So, you know, it took me five years, five years of, of crazy infertility treatments, doctor's appointments, more than I can count all mm. of the craziness that, that women go through on their infertility journeys. Um, but I was blessed with my, my son, I call him my miracle baby. So I've got my one, my only, um, and he's just brought me so much pride and joy. Honestly, he's, he's taught me more about myself than, than I learned in all the years before him. There is a big perspective change when you have children, 
right? There is like, a good perspective and we can learn so much from them. Like, again, if we're just present with them and we listen to them and we see their view or perspective on things, they see things that we would never pick up on as adults. Yeah. And there's so much to learn and so much value in that. But again, you, you have to take the time to be present. And when you are, it, the, the world from their eyes is such a different world. Can you still do that today? I mean, can you still like hardline a 24 hour line and say, I guess what? I don't care about Sunday because today's Friday and I've got the next 24 hours to live my best life. Can you do that today? I do. I do. do? I love it. I love it. And I I especially do it with time with my son when it is vacation time or time with my son. Like that's it. We're not seeing past this time together. We're going to go have fun, whatever adventure we're on. That's it. I don't care what's on the calendar for tomorrow or if there's, you know, a day full of Zoom meetings tomorrow. No, Yeah. we're here, we're doing this and we're having fun. Yeah. That's a big challenge. It's a challenge for me. That's a challenge for me. And I, and I, and I know many people who face tons of anxiety, right? Anxiety and it's all, and and anxiety is all future driven, right? Like it's all what might happen. And, you know, I'm always, I, and I'm trying to think of the author that wrote it, but uh, uh, I think it was maybe, maybe, maybe Twain. He said that, you know, you know, I spent a whole life worrying about 90% of things that never happened. Yeah. Instead of just living like, life and enjoying that's so true. being present. So we have that choice, right? We can, we can get caught up on what if the ceiling falls in tomorrow, or I can go out and say, I'm going to go out all out and live the best life that I can today because I don't know what tomorrow will bring. Very different mindsets. Let's pivot to one thing that I want you to tell me a little bit for a minute is what is, what is your superpower? What is the thing that after you've come through this, what do you think separates you and catapults you? Uh, you know, I, I bounce between two, right? But I think number one is grit. I think number one is mm. grit because when you have a larger than life vision, you have to understand that life will happen and you're going to get tested on how badly you want that vision. And, you know, you have to be rock solid in your confidence to execute on that mission regardless of how much time it's going to take to get there. But if you don't have the grit to persevere through those hard times, because they'll happen, there will be tests. You are not going to get to the other side. Whether in in sports, I mean, Spartan Spartan racing is a, you know, something that I, I only took up in 2015. So it's a relatively new thing for me, but I tell you what, in those races, your grit will be tested. You will be tested. Oh yeah. <laughs> have you read? Have you read the book? Uh, you can't hurt me. No, I haven't. Oh my goodness! Like, I need you. Got to you. Got to read that. Down. Like, first of all, I'm going to preface this for this audience. You know, it's written by a Navy SEAL. It's a very interesting read, and actually, the audio's fascinating because it's unlike most audio books. Because what they did is uh, the author who wrote the book for the SEAL um, does an interview process, which is very cool. And and then while he reads it, then all of a sudden they kind of interject stories of the feedback on how they oh, wow. got to the story, right? And so the the man himself actually tells the stories in, in first voice, right? And so mm. it's pretty cool. 
Um, you know, I will preface this with there is a language <laughs> in this book that is uh, not for the faint at heart, but um, it is it, it is a fabulous, interesting read in the human mindset because he's he kind of really points out that fact that the human body has tons of capacity. The human mm. mind is the is the is a massive limitation, right? We're yeah. limiting ourselves like crazy. And so, Absolutely. you know, he talks about these ultra endurance races, which you'll appreciate, I think, from your Spartan as he tests his mindset in all these things. And that's the thing, right? It, it, your body will give up on you long before your mind does or vice versa. Mm -hmm. If your mind quits, yeah. your, body, your body's done. Your mind can keep your body going. Oh, yeah. absolutely. If your mind's in the right place, your body can do all sorts of challenging things. A whole lot more yes. than we give ourselves credit for. Yes. Did I ever think I could run a Spartan race? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <right. laughs> did, that first time you did it, mm -hmm. the first time you did it, you line up at the start. I mean, butterflies, like maybe you want to puke, right? Like you're thinking. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm really gonna do this right now. Like that gun is gonna go off, right? And, and there's no I'm going back. <laughs> I'm supposed to move, and I don't know if I want to. I'm thinking, hey, could I beeline for my car? I don't know how far that way that is. What what's going through your mind? Yeah, I I, I need to preface this with my first Spartan race was in Malaysia, so it was hot, it was humid, it was like somebody yeah. blow dryer in my face. Yes. And so back to that start line, I was like why am I doing this? <laughs> Who signed me up for this? Like what yeah. thinking? And then it was, we're going to do this and we're going to do it to our greatest capacity. Yeah. Because I'm not, could I have just kind of phoned it in and yeah, jogged along? Sure. I still would have completed it. Yeah. That's, that's not my style. I signed up. I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it to my best ability. Yeah. And, but you're right. I mean, it was all in the mindset of flipping from, why am I doing this? Who wants yeah. to put the blow dryer in their face? Like, all right, that gun is about to go off and we need to flip modes to like yep. fill out everything. Flip the switch. Yeah. You know, a lot of people ask me about that. Having, having coached with Nick Saban and a couple other people and coaching in world championships, like, you know, People are at home nervous watching on the TV, right? They're, aren't the players freaking out? Like, yeah, you're freaking yes. out. Like, yes, yeah, yes, they are. Out. But, <laughs> but about 20 seconds to 120 seconds into it, training and repetition takes over, right? Like, oh, yeah. I know where my body's supposed to be, what I'm supposed to be doing, what my job is, what my role is, where my focus should be, you know, and, and part of that um, adrenaline is also ultra focus right? Like we get more focused with that adrenaline. And that's the thing. If you can harness that adrenaline and you oh. to focus as opposed yeah. to freaking out or anxiety or panic, it's an incredible tool. I think that's why people get, I think that's why people started doing a lot of the, um, I don't know what you'd call it. Like, uh, you know, the, the, the bridge bungee jumping and uh. what is that called? Ultra? I don't know. Like, uh, yeah. ultra risk stuff, right? Like, I think that was probably part of it is like, how can I harness this absolute terror and fear? Because there is a absolute heightened awareness and, and, and you do have adrenaline like coursing through your body. Right. And so how do I harness that? And then I think the other thing is like, for my parents example, 
hey, listen, getting on a plane and flying to Italy seems a lot more a lot, lot less fearful than jumping off a bridge that's a thousand feet above the above the ground, right? On a bungee thing tied to my ankles. Like you've done something like this. There's a new perception of fear. Absolutely. And it's again, once you do kind of that big scary thing, other things don't seem as big and scary. Yeah. Like, no, I've done one Spartan race. It doesn't seem as scary to go and do another now. Yeah. In Malaysia. Yeah, in Malaysia. <laughs> this one's in our country. This is going to be easy. Yeah. Oh, there's one in Chicago? Yeah, sure. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do that this weekend. All right. So let's talk about the one belief value action you would recommend to others mm-hmm. on their journey. When things get hard, they're on the road to being elite. And as we all know, you know, I, I talk I talk a lot of people about the mountaintop. Most people yeah. won't go to the mountaintop. You know, th- that's a tough route. And, and sometimes the path there is no path, right? And all of a sudden you're like scaling up verticals and you're like, wait a minute. I don't know if I signed on for this. And there's, and there's 15, 20 foot falls, drop and roll and like bandage up the wounds, take care of the limping and and be ready to go on in a few days. Right. And, and when it gets hard like that, and you have that setback, when I take that fall, well, I know where the path down is from here. I made it this far. Maybe I should just go back. Right. Maybe I should just go back. You could. Yeah. Uh, you could. Uh, what what do you think to get people to keep going, to keep finding that way? What do you recommend? You know, I, I, I recommend to all my clients, you know, anchoring in your purpose or your vision. Because we always have to step back and say, what what is the big picture here? Right? What is it? If it's climbing that mountain, it's getting to that mountaintop and knowing that this vision or this purpose, it's bigger than me and my emotions. And yes, we need to deal and manage our emotions, a big part of emotional intelligence. We can't ignore them. But this mesh, this message or this vision or, or this, you know, I want to make change and impact in the world, that's bigger than me. And so remembering that, like, you were put here for a reason. You were put here with skill sets and talents that nobody else has. And it's up to you how you show them to the world. Yeah. I don't know if people understand that masterpiece, right? That they are, mm. that, that that's created. You know, we, we always marvel at the fact that, you know, no snowflake is alike. I, I don't know people in the Southern United States or people in, you know, below the equator or live near the equator understand this, but like, actually there is no snowflake exactly the same, right? Not. And so, and the same with people not yeah. created ever. And that was just funny for us because we have twins, both fraternal and identical, who are very, very different, right? In tons of different ways. But we are none. Everyone has created their own masterpiece. So as we look at that um, that purpose yeah. of, of that big why, why I'm doing this, why, why is this going to be different? Why is this going to change? That does become so important. Do, do you do a lot of pre-work with people on that before they set their goals? Absolutely. Because goals feed into the purpose or the why. Better, right? They, it better. It better. Otherwise, you're just you're distracting yourself and you're never going to get to that, that purpose or why. Right. But you have to start with the purpose or why so that we can create goals to get you on the path to achieve it. But if we don't know what the big picture is, if we don't know what the vision is, if we don't know what the message is, it's going to make it very hard to create a path to get there. Mm. 
Now, the purpose and vision might change over time as you take lessons learned and figure out things we, you like, don't like, right? Whatever that might be is my example of teaching. You know, I thought as a child, I would be in an academic setting teaching. Now, I love teaching and helping people and leading them maybe not in the classroom settings, right? So taking those lessons learned to evolve your purpose and vision so that you can deliver the message in a clearer way, I think is so important. But if you don't know where you're going, you can't buy the plane ticket to get there. Yeah. Yeah, we're back to Alice in Wonderland, right? Absolutely. Which way are you going, right? I don't know. <laughs> Any road will get you there, right? Yeah. Any road will get you there. So let's talk about um, a couple questions. Right. what uh you had a lot of success mm -hmm. um won a lot what's the best battle that you've ever conquered oh this is easy oh really that's awesome this is hard for most people that's good no for me it's, it's having my son okay he's my greatest achievement all of this yeah. i can have the medals i can have the degrees i can i can have you know the the corporate success my son that's my greatest achievement. Mm, that's great. All right. Um, let's talk about, describe the balancing act for women. Yeah. Because it is like, hey, mother, spouse, significant, employee, you, author, entrepreneur, uh, executive, you know, like you think about all these people you work with, right? We wear a lot of hats. We wear a yeah, lot. Like, it's just like, whoa, like, hey, your pool has like 19 swim lanes. Like, and, and, and here, here's how I like to describe to people, you know, here you have, let, let's just be realistic. I'll, I'll just say 12, right? It's a really big Olympic pool, right? So, what, what if, what is the 11th lane you just like, Hey, like you're five, right? Like, Hey, you know what? I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be doing career anymore. <laughs> like, I'm just letting that one go mossy green. Like, well, your lane can be really green, but the whole pool becomes affected, right? Like, because really? that just keeps getting filthier. It just grows out. Like, Hey, even if the other four lanes were pristine, that one lane can't hold out because the pool's polluted. Right. So how do, what's talk to me about that balancing act and, yeah. and especially the woman leader. Yeah. And I, honestly, I, I don't even use the word balance right? Because yeah, I hate that word. there is no true balance. Yeah, right? Right, right. It's like, it's like an ebb and a flow. Some yeah. days we're, we're good and we're on routine and target and everything is firing on all cylinders. And then there's days where it's like, we're off the reservation and we're just taking moment by moment. Right. Hey, back to grace, back to grace. Exactly. And, and that's the thing is it is great to have routines and habits. And those are things that keep us on track, right? Like you said at the beginning, intentional action towards our goals and our vision. We need that. But we also have to understand that life will happen. Things will happen yeah. with kids, right? And, and giving ourselves grace to say, my schedule is fluid. Mm. This a lot during COVID. And I talked to, uh, to my clients a lot about it during COVID because that very rigid schedule or routine you had before COVID kind of got thrown out the window because yeah. now you have kids at home that you're trying to manage, you know, homeschooling or e-learning, or you're not sure if you're a gym yeah. or I'm, I'm surprised I haven't seen one fly through the back yet, by the way, just, just as, you know, as it we see this environment, right? Yeah. And so it became more of, here's the things I want to accomplish in my day, as opposed to, I'm going to accomplish them at 7am, 8am, right? Because 
it's not what time of the day that you achieve it. It's whether or not you've completed it. And so as, as women that are juggling all of the things, we have to be able to say, here's the things I want to achieve today, as opposed to I'm going to beat myself up if I don't get my workout done at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Whether my workout happens at 7 a.m. or 7 p.m., I still got my workout in and I still dedicated time to intentionally improving my health. So to me, we got to get away from like balance or the rigid schedules. If you can, that's great. But understanding, give yourself grace that it's not going to happen textbook style every day. And there's no reason to beat yourself up if you don't get it done at the particular time of day. Because guess what? There's still the rest of the day. Let's move things around. Let's reshuffle things. And you know what? I will get it done. Maybe it will just be after the kids go to bed. Right. Well, I think this is this is one thing I want everyone to understand that I think you've just said it so well, is that having that grace one, and mm. two, expecting the unexpected. Like I like the fact when people tell me, um, you know, for example, if I were to be a person who's kind of a blurter, like I say things in a very blunt way and I'm just going to, so I like for people to walk into a meeting and say, hey, listen. I've been charged with being blunt. It's not my intent to hurt your feelings. I I mean very well. I want to give you straight information. It's how I speak. If I do it, it's not meant to offend you. And and you have permission to call me out and let me know if anything affected you. Now, when it happens, by the way, I'm not reacting to it the way I would if I didn't know that, right? Like like, Because they told me it was going to happen and I'm glad she did, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Ooh, that kind of hurt my feelings right there. Like, let me tell you when that, when you said that, like that hurt a little bit, let me tell you why. Right. And now we're discussing it. But if, but if she didn't tell me that in advance, mm. now I'm like, oh, that, that stung. Like, Whoa, that was kind of close to the heart. Did she mean now in my mind, I'm like, did she mean to hurt my feelings? Did, did, did I'm going through all the things. Right. So I love this idea that you're coaching people up who have tons on their plate. Um, having the perfect schedule and not expecting something to go perfectly right is insane. And and now that you have the expectation, it's so much easier to adapt and go, yeah, I thought that might not work out the way I thought. And I'll have to pivot that. Guess that one o'clock just turned into a five (laughs) o'clock, right? Yeah. And and that's that, uh, that ability, right? I mean, if we set the expectation that every every day is going to be absolutely perfect according to how my calendar looks. Yeah. I'm going to live in a world of disappointment every day mm. because one meeting might go over, phone might get interrupted by a phone call. There will always be something that occurs and, and throws the calendar off, even if it's just a little bit. Yeah. The expectation that I can live every day absolutely rigid is just setting myself up to live in a world of disappointment. Yeah. That's, that's good advice. All right. Let me, let's talk to the coach. Let's talk to coach Kathy for a second, because as you coach, you get to, you get to be the mirror. You're going to hold the mirror up for people all the time. Right. Yeah. And what is something you see in others when that, when they look in the mirror on themselves, they don't see it. And you think mm-hmm. like, wow, how are they missing that? Right. Like what is one of those things that you see that we might take away that as a, as an individual assessment, we we might be missing. 
Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I see consistently is people don't think they're good enough. Mm. Mm. Always find the ways and, you know, whether it was from their upbringing or the comparison syndrome or or the joy of social media that we have (laughs) in today's society. But they think like they cannot meet that expectation or that they're not good enough. And the Mm. reality is they have all of this talent inside of them that they're holding back. Mm. That's that imposter syndrome, right? Often called that um, is so, is so true. Um, And I tell a story about that, right? Like as a young kid wanting to be in the, major leagues and sharing my goal, right. As this kid who uh, really decided that's what I wanted to do. And, you know, everyone was telling me, no, I mean, I was literally looking at sharing it with people and I, you know, you don't go tell anybody that, right. Like you go tell people that you trust somewhat and, and that hopefully love you. Like, you know, my, my little league coach and my, my freshman coach and my, my, and my mom, <laughs> like everybody's telling me like, you're not big enough. You're not fast enough. You're not strong enough. You're not this. And I'm like, man, I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not enough, right? Until that one time where I finally get in front of the the guy who, you know, one who, who's in the major leagues and and he saw me play and I asked him like, hey, and I told him this is what I want to do, and he's like, I think you got what it takes, and he's like, and I was like floored, man. I was like, it's exactly what I needed to hear. It's exactly what I needed to hear in the moment. But I told him with all due respect, like. That's not what people are saying. And this is one of my most valuable lessons on not being good enough. Hmm. He said to me, I played in the major leagues. Any of those people who were telling you no, did they do that? So he's like, I caution you, Trent, where you get your advices and your guidance from. And I was like, I'm never talking to my mom about baseball. Again. <laughs> like, like I, right now, I had a relief off my shoulders that like, that's right. They may not know, even though I love them and they love me and I trust them, like they may not know. And that's okay. I don't think they meant ill will at all. No. Right. There's, but I was, you like, know, I got to go. The best the in, they probably had the best intentions in the world. Sure. But they've just, again, it's, it's taking advice from people who have never been there. Don't understand the journey or the work that goes into being there. Yeah. Right. Haven't, haven't done that work themselves. Yeah. Right? That's a lot of why I continue to do, to do the work because I can't take my clients places I'm not willing to go myself. I think it's the biggest challenge in coaching, Kathy. I think right now there is a lot of weekend certification and there is a, hey, I'm going to advise you on something I've never done before or don't know how to do. And I'm like, man, Absolutely. that's that's danger zone for me. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Okay. So let's go to the next, let's go to the next question. Um, well, I'll do one more question before I get, um, um, we get to a, a little, their last kind of quote here. Um, how do you feel like the people, how, how were you developed by your coaches, by leaders you were around, like mm-hmm. in the corporate world, like by your family, who, who developed you? What were those big things you gleaned from those people that came before you? Yeah. You know, on my family side, my grandmother had, and she's still today, I can still hear her in my head at at different moments. She had a major influence in my life of how I show up and where I go and what I do. And no matter what I was going through, she was the one who always said, I'm proud of you. Mm. You're doing a job. You're doing big things. Mm. 
Um, even when I was beating myself up going, I can't do this, or it's not enough, or I need to do more that she was the one who was always in my corner and some of her quotes and some of her, her ways of showing up still resonate with me. Mm -hmm. And and I'm told that's where I, I get my, my grit from because, you know, she raised five kids while my grandfather was deployed. And so she, in essence, was raising kids as a single mom during a crazy time because her husband was away. And so that grit and resilience that she developed, I'm told I'm very much like her. Um, And so she had a major impact on my life from the family side, Um, from the work side. You know, I've had some great mentors and coaches who have guided me in different areas because my skill set and expertise is unique. And it's like, well, you know, you just look at someone's resume. It doesn't tell you a full story. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like looking at a LinkedIn profile. Well, it tells you some about the person, but there's so much more to people. Yeah. So finding those people that understand your skill set, understand your expertise and can help you find those right fits out of those right people to network with um, have been very critical to my success. So good. That's so good. All right. Thank you so much to Kathy. I know your listeners, I, I, our listeners always see the value in every episode we do, and then they will see the one in this today. I enjoyed learning so much about your five facets, you know, about being present the 24 hours. I think that's so good. Your grit never, I mean, I love the grit formula. If you're not familiar with it, we should talk about that. Uh, purpose. I mean, that's just, you know, if we're, if we're setting goals without purpose, we're lost. No, we're already setting the wrong roadmap. And then, of course, you know, that mirror, that mirror test. You know, I, I tell a lot of people, hey, if you're not sure, go to the mirror right now and say, hey, I have what it takes. Like, I'm enough. And it is so true each and every time. Let's talk that last time. It's time for the best way to win. Kathy, um, is there something you want to share with the listeners that you did not touch with us? I mean, you coach about a lot of things. Is there anything maybe, you know, that we didn't touch on today? We touched on a lot of good stuff. We touched on a lot of good stuff, but you know what? I think what is so important, and again, we can get so lost with distractions in today's society, right? We've got social media, we've got trying to keep up with the Joneses and the community and the the sports and all the things. Um, But what what is absolutely so important is you have gifts and talents and magic, and you're actually doing the world a disservice if you are not sharing those with the world Mm. one means or another. Yep. Doing a disservice to you and that you were given this gift and you're not utilizing it. And you're doing the world a disservice in that they don't know what they don't know. And you were put here to share that with them. Yeah. I, I tell my kids, I think that's almost selfish. Right? Like you were given this and you're withholding it from others, right? Like, and you were given this for a purpose and yes. you're so good at this. Like uh, one of my kids is really good at like debate. I'm like, this is a service. Like you're doing this and everyone just, and, and by the way, I, I think this is how kids find what they're good at because yes. when they, when they make a difference, they are praised. Like people are like, wow, this is awesome. You're so great. And, and, who doesn't want to keep doing that? For those listeners, and I heard you just say this before too, for those listeners who are out there who have influence for people, you can never tell them that they have enough, that they're, you're proud of them. You can't tell them enough. You can always tell that people. And it's not just kids. It's adults too, right? We all need to hear it. We all need to hear it. And you know what? Again, 
life gets busy and we forget to have those conversations. And I think it's so crucial to get back to having those conversations, to call a person that you see doing big things. Maybe you, you see them on social media and their accomplishments, but you know what? You haven't taken the time to pick up the phone and call them and say, I see you're doing big things and I'm proud of you because it's, I know it's not easy. That is awesome. That, that, if that's a takeaway today, like, please do that. Everyone, it's a holiday weekend. Take one moment to just share like some praise and encouragement for someone who you've seen just working their tail off, trying to find a way, right? And, and they are winners, like every one of them. And you've got to be able to encourage them and praise them in those situations. Fine, take a moment to do that this weekend with your loved ones or someone close to you, a friend in need, someone that, and you know what? I think if you're in touch with that higher power or whatever you are spiritually, those names often come into your mind. Like it's set there for mm. a reason. People will be brought on like wow i haven't even thought about brian for a little while like yeah i should probably pick up the phone because you know what maybe he just needs to hear that maybe he needs to hear something from you so i i encourage someone to do that um kathy share where they can find you again because i'm sure everyone's going to want to call you right so so how can they get in touch with you absolutely my my website is wellnesswarriorcoaching.com i'm most active on instagram wellness warrior coaching Nice. All right. For, for us, before we go to the quote uh, of what, when you're down, what your go-to is, we're going to finish with that. Um, please, for our listeners, follow us on YouTube Live on the Leadershipity YouTube channel. We are also on our social medias at Leadershipity or Trent M. Clark, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook handles. We have all those things in one of those two places. You can also obviously find us most popular on LinkedIn. Um, watch for our upcoming ebook, The Pyramid of Leadershipity. Um, you can DM or email me on any of those uh, uh, social medias. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please continue to listen to us and rate our Winners Find a Way show five stars. Work hard to find value delivering stories from our 1% leaders for you each and every episode. And of course, Kathy McKinnon did not disappoint, always bringing it heavy. So I appreciate that, Kathy. Let's talk last is the verse or quote that you love, recommend, or live by when it gets tough? Do you have a go-to that kind of settles you, brings you back to your foundation? I do. And I actually have it here at my desk as a reminder, right? I think mm. those anchors are reminders. So the quote is, the basic difference between an ordinary man and a warrior is that a warrior takes everything as a challenge, while an ordinary man takes it as a blessing or a curse. Mm. A challenge. So, so the warrior takes it as a bless uh, as a challenge. The ordinary man, it's a blessing or a curse. Yeah. So the ordinary man will just go, oh, well, that was good or bad. Yeah. My life. The warrior will say, hmm, what is this telling me? What is this teaching me? Or what am I supposed to do with this lesson now? Mm. I love that. I, I I just did a Bible study called Every Man a Warrior. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of challenges. Wow. You know, there's a couple of spots that are just, you know, you're taking blows to the face. Like, wow, I really got to be better. Like, this is crazy. And it is a challenge. I appreciate that. That's, it's a good mind shift for people that find yourself in that. I found myself in that. Hey, good or bad. Let's, let's separate it. Click right, click left. Like we, we, we draw a line right on things. But hey, mm. Maybe it's a challenge you need to lean into. I love that. My my quote today uh, was from the Bible for you, Kathy. As I thought about you this week, I really focus each and every week on our guests. And as I learn more about um, them and their person and then what I know of them, um, I really thought about your transformation. And 
it's so hard, the trifecta. And I was instantly drawn to Romans 12, 2, which is, mm-hmm. do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then yes. you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so I just thought about that for you because um, you are always purposeful, intentional, uh, helping people find their way, and people are going through tough challenges and getting back to what they were here for. Because when that is an alignment for people, all things in the world work. And that's the thing. When you start showing up as the person that you're meant to be, as that person that's on that mission to achieve that purpose or that vision, you show up completely differently. And the robotic person checking off the to-do list or going under, okay, it's eight o'clock, I'm supposed to do this. Well, I I can't tell you, like when I've seen that in people, how many times people have reported back going, the person I've been looking to come into my life, that significant just showed up. Like it was like, Things happen. And like um, the house that we wanted or, or the, the, the new career path that I really needed a boost on (laughs) steps in. And like, it's a major, it's amazing to me how much alignment will happen when you're in it. And that's the thing. If there is no space to receive, those things aren't going to show up. Yep. You have to be intentional to make space for them. That is so good. Kathy McKinnon, folks, I am super excited and thankful that, uh, Kathy, you could join us today. Just love the time together. So uh, with that, I will tell you that can't uh, say enough thanks for you coming on board and being with us today for everyone else. See you next Friday on Winners Find a Way show every Friday on the Leadership to YouTube channel, 1230 Eastern, 930 AM Pacific for everyone out there. Let's uh, let's be thankful and glad this week for our anniversary of our country. 245 years, July 4th. Let's celebrate our independence and freedom together as Americans. It'll be awesome. See those family and friends and fellowship. It will be wonderful. Go enjoy it all. Can't wait to see you next week. Thank you for joining us for another Winners Find A Way show. I am your host, Trent Clark. If you love this episode, share this episode with your friends and Follow us on whatever podcasting medium you're listening to. If you want more content from us, join us at leadershipity.com or the Leadershipity YouTube channel. You can find us on all the social media networks at either Trent M. Clark or Leadershipity. For our award-winning workshop, Win With Great Teams, you can find that page on LinkedIn as well as our corporate page, Leadershipity. If you want to win more It starts with you today. Say it with me now. I have what it takes.